Welcome to another edition of the Instant Journeyman Podcast, Whatever Wednesday series. That's where we have guests from all over the map to talk about anything ranging from sports to politics, musicals, food, and even safety, or really whatever we want to talk about. Uh, So please enjoy. All right. Welcome back. After a couple weeks off, I uh, had a family member deal with COVID and had to you know, step up my game. Um, I'm back and we have a great episode for you. Uh, it is Kevin Joukowsky. He is a firefighter uh, and is uh, just a, a, a cool guy. Uh, I've known him my whole life and we talk about that. <laughs> and um, we, we, we talk about firefighting, uh, we talk about you know how he started off in the Explorer program, um, how he became chief at age 25, uh, which is awesome, and now how he is the commissioner. Uh, so uh, we also uh, you know just discuss some of the athletics he did uh, in high school and then as an adult, he uh, I mean he went to the World Series of uh, fast pitch, uh, which was pretty cool. And uh, we talk a little bit about that as well. So I, uh, I hope you enjoy. Kevin, uh, just so everybody gets a little background, uh, I, I've known you my whole life. <laughs> I, uh, you, you are the brother of uh, Dr. Mark Joukowsky. And um, I wanted to have you on because I think that you have, uh, you have a, a, a great, uh, you know, great history with firefighting and and uh i I wanted to kind of talk to you about that because i I know that you have some good stories and i I think that uh it's very interesting and i I definitely have an interest right now that i'm a resident uh of upstate and i uh i want to i want to get into it so i i I figured i'd have you on and pick your brain about some things and have people you know maybe maybe pick out some things and be like hey maybe i want to volunteer and things like that so uh welcome Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, glad to be here. I love to talk about the fire service because I am a big advocate of it. Paid yeah, over volunteer. Yeah, and and you've you've been you've been firefighting. You were in the Explorer program. Uh, I, I, you know, we, we talked about this previously. You were in the Explorer program back when you were, I believe, sixteen. You said, right? Yeah, fifteen, sixteen. I joined the Explorers, and then I actually joined the fire department at the age of eighteen. Yeah, I um, I, I mean. I, I've always I've always had an interest in firefighting, and I think it's solely because of you and uh, Uncle Bob, your your father. Yeah, uh, because he's been there. Uh, I think Dad's been there forty seven years, and that's how I got interested. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's why that's why I want to ask you, like, what what got you interested? I mean, I think every boy growing up, especially when when you grew up and when I grew up, everybody wanted to be a firefighter or a police officer. Right, I mean, not so much yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, but not, yeah, not too much now. But firefighter, <laughs> yes, police officer, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but what 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 sealed the deal for you? You know, was it just seeing your dad going on calls and then and then being like, "Holy cow, that's really cool," or you know, what 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 made you think that? Well, my father joined in '74, so I was three, oh, and wow. I don't remember that much at that time. But as I got older. My father was uh, uh, an officer, a president, and every time he went there, I wanted to go with him. And then when you're there, you know, they get a call, 
you see guys gearing up and jumping on the truck and you know that back then that's when you ride on the back of the truck now you can't and that used to be that, really cool I, I did that for a couple of years before they banned it i got stories about that one um i just I, I fell in love with it i'm like i want to do this even though i knew i wasn't going to get paid for it i still wanted to do it yeah, well, that's how you know that you're you're passionate about something is when you can you can say like I do it literally for free. Yeah, and, and in my opinion, um, people say, "Well, it's only volunteer." Well, you know what? In my opinion, the only thing you volunteer to do is sign your name to that piece of paper. And if you're not at one hundred percent, don't join. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's. I mean, is is you got to run like the military. There's a chain of command. There's all this, and you got to take orders. You know, and I, I I love that aspect of it. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's an appealing aspect for me as well. I like to to kind of have like superiors that that obviously. I, I mean, hopefully you respect the superiors that are there. Uh, you know, sometimes they can be just morons, right? Like like any well, any any area. Um, but, yeah. You know, and and like. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I I, I legit I I've, I've had the conversation. I'm I'm definitely signing up. I'm just waiting to you know have the DMV you know be a little bit more available so I can uh, you know switch over my license and what. Yeah, well that's right. Yeah, you got to change your license. Yeah. So, but I'm 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 stoked about that, and I I think I think uh, you know most of it is is because I've seen you. You know we've been like holidays and stuff like that, and right around the door. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden a call happens, you're you're right out, and you know you you don't come back until it's done. And sometimes it's no. and and not not minimizing it, but sometimes it's just a, a first aid call, and you guys go, and then you're back quick. Or sometimes yeah. it's a fire. And we were talking about this in the pre-conference that uh, there was a, a major fire back in in the early '90s, uh, and it, it, was, it was an orphanage. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the orphanage on William Street in Chicago. Yeah, and and when when you when you mentioned it, you were like, I was like, yeah, I remember that. I, mom and dad like drove, we drove over there and we saw it like on fire, and we saw all the firefighters like, you know, putting out the fire and whatnot, or, or trying to, and it was, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah, we were trying to. Yeah, because <laughs> how long were you there? Uh, we were the second engine, and we were feeding the attack pumper for the company that had it because we were mutual aid. Um, so, so explain explain to everybody what mutual aid is because I I mean I don't think I even know I mean mutual aid I'm assuming is it's you're like a neighboring uh, unit that will help out uh, yeah you know the, yeah. uh, the it, it, first first called unit right yeah I mean if a, if a company shows up and there's a big fire and they need help well they only have so many engines right and so many and so many guys. So mutual aid is your neighboring companies that they call and they come and help you. Okay. It's like it's like uh, the city of Buffalo. They have an engine. If there's a if there's a call, they call four engines for that call. Got it. So it's just, it's, it's basically helping your neighbors. So we okay. went there. We were, we were there for two days. Wow. And <laughs> and uh, yeah, and what we did was. Um, we all slept at the fire hall, and then every so many hours, our first aid truck would, would drive more guys to the scene, pick up the guys that were there, bring them back, 
and they would take a nap. And uh, there was actually part of me's wives that were making us food, bringing us chili, you know, so we were fed. But, yeah, we just basically stayed at the fire hall for two days. That's crazy. And that was, you said 93, you said? It was, yeah, it was around there because that was my first year as lieutenant, as fire lieutenant. And I got the last shift at 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh. And they're like, yeah, you got the last shift. You're the lowest man on the pole. You're going at 4 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've been here since noon yesterday. Yeah, well, you're going at 4 in the morning. But now, you do it. You're the lowest man on the pole. That's your job. Yeah. Now, you when you when you went ahead, you were lieutenant, you said back then. Um, you you were chief. I remember you had I, I think it was a black and gray Chevy pickup. Yeah. And you had and you had the, yeah, it was. you had the, the the red lights on top of it. Yep. That was when you became chief. Yeah. Well, I got them as as a second assistant, but yeah, I went all the way up to chief. That's cool. Good, I, I I remember I remember that. Like, good memory. That was really the black cool. and gray pickup. Oh yeah, dude. I. Yeah, you know, I remember the craziest shit. It's it's, it's unreal. Like, I have, I have a really good memory yeah. about dumb I shit. Like I, I can't believe you remembered that one. Oh yeah, yeah. If you if you were to ask me like you know what I learned in in like math class, I'd be like I don't know. But if yeah. if you asked me like, hey, what color is my pickup? Or you know who was my girlfriend in high school? Or or any of that. Like I I remember all that shit about you, yeah. Mark. <laughs> you asked me what I had for dinner yesterday. No clue. You asked me something yeah. about ten years ago. I remember it. Yeah, exactly. It's getting—it's all about getting, getting old, dude. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you—you you became chief, and how old were you when you became chief? Because you were—you were pretty young. I mean, I remember you're—you're—you're—I don't know—I don't know if you want to talk about your age, but how how old are like how old are how much older are you than me? You're, well, I'm going to be fifty this year. Okay, so I'm I'm thirty six. I'll be thirty seven this year. Yeah, I'm not so, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. So so. Uh, this is this is where I get embarrassing. So uh, you're 13 years older than me, is that right? No, if you're 36, that's 14. 14. Yeah, yeah. you went to Lancaster, went to JFK, man. You should do the math. No, I was saying I'm gonna be 37 <laughs> this year, bro. Come on. Oh, okay, that's 13. I'll be 50. Yeah, right. Okay. So yeah, I was right. I was right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Don't be throwing shade on Lancaster. <laughs> no, I'm not. Got a roof for the bears. <laughs> so, so you went ahead and. You uh you became you became chief at a pretty young age and I, I remember this because I was young and I was looking up and I was like wow I was like he's, he's he's you know firefighting he's doing cool shit he's got an awesome truck with lights on it like I, you yeah. know, I was I was loving it um what age were you when you became chief um, when I finally became the, the 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 chief chief not an assistant uh, I was twenty five. And as far as anybody in the past can tell, I was the youngest ever chief in our area. That's awesome. I was running the company. And, and as a chief, what a lot of people don't realize is if you're a chief, the last thing you are is a fireman. You're a Right, because politician. you have like 10 million other things to take care of. Well, you're, you're a politician. You've got to deal with the, with the, with the board. You're right. a people person. You're a mediator. I mean, you're, the last thing you are is a, is a fireman. I mean, right. you got work, you got to deal with budgets. you got to deal with commissioners. you got to deal with the village board. I mean, yeah, the last thing you are is a chief. I mean, but you know what? I, I, I never regret doing it because it taught me a lot. Well, I was going to say, like, when you, when you were chief, 
uh, especially at that age, because when when I think of firefighting, I think of like running through burning building, and I think I think it's a young man's game, right? So did you did you ever feel that you missed out on some some of that excitement when you're chief, or no? Because like when you're chief, you're not you're not you're not running to the building, right? No, you're sitting in your truck. Right, and you're, yeah. you're you're working with dispatch. You're you're calling out orders to different you know yeah. uh, team yeah. members, things like that. The only, the only time I went into a building after a, was after the fire, so I had to make a report. Oh wow! But you know okay. what? I really didn't. I've I've been in so many lately, and and in my career, for that few years I was a chief. It trust me, it did bother you if if you're a guy that wants to be in there. You don't want to sit outside and watch this because now you're listening to the guys inside and you're not there with them. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can hear their I can hear their their anguish. Their you know this is this shit's hitting the fans. Sorry for the language. No, um, don't worry about it. And, and you're not there with them. That bothers you. Yeah. But if you're the chief and you're sitting there, you're knowing that okay, if I make the right decision, they're making it out of the house. This is getting put out, and you know what. When when I became chief, I was needed to be there, so I did it for the benefit of the company. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. No. And and because when, when I when I left, um, in one year before I got to that point, we had uh, two chiefs, a captain, and a lieutenant that were ahead of me, that moved out of the village. And you have to be in the village, right, went to to serve. Yep. Wow. So basically, it was like you're moving up fast. Wow. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, you're moving up. And there was That's no. Awesome. Yeah, there was no. Uh, what in our company when you when the old timers that were respected said something, you you followed their orders, and all the old timers says, Kevin, you're you're next. You have no choice. You're going. Wow. Okay. I ran for it and I won. And now, do you you have to take exams and shit like that, or like well, how, no, how does that work? No, there's no exams. You, you take a lot of training courses, right? I mean, you have to take you have to take the essentials of. Uh, well, when I went in '88 and took it, it was essentials of firematics, but now it's called firefighter one. You have to actually be certified to be a fireman. You have to pass a course that. Um, when I took it, it was 13 weeks, and I think now it's 15 weeks. And if you don't pass that course, you don't become a fireman, even if it's volunteer. Well, I mean, I would hope, I would hope not, right? Like, yeah. So, you know, but, you know, people may think, well, you just join the company and you're a fireman. Well, no, you're not. You still, you got to take a first aid course to join. So, in our company, our bylaws are: you have to have a first aid course, certified first aid person, and a certified Fireman, and if you don't make them qualifications, you cannot join and become a full member. Wow. So there's a lot of, I mean, like I said, the only thing I said is, is you volunteer to sign your name. After that, you have to do what you're told. Right. Yeah. No, that's 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 interesting. I I mean, I'm I'm excited about that. I get I get nervous though. I I, I hate I hate like tests and quizzes and shit like that. But I feel like no. when I when I'm into something, I I can I can do really well. So I'm, I'm bottom, bottom line is if you're physically fit, which I know you are, yeah, 
Yeah. I think you'll, you'll, do, you'll do fine on the firematic side. Yeah. And the biggest thing, though, is if you're claustrophobic, you'll never make an interior fireman. No, I'm not claustrophobic, that's for sure. Huh. Then you're going. Yeah. You don't really Although, I will say, I, I am intrigued on, on, on driving the fire truck. I love driving. See, I won't, see, now me, I'm the opposite. I will not drive the engines. Really? Oh, I'm scared. Is it, is it, oh, you're scared of it? Oh, wow. I was going to say, is it, is it because you, you want to be interior so bad? Or, like, even if you were driving and you could be interior, you still wouldn't well, drive, no. right? If you're, well, for one, the big, yeah, you're right about one thing. If you drive, you can't go in. You're, you're in charge of the truck. Right. But, no, I actually I'm, I have a fear of driving the big trucks. I just get scared. No way. I didn't know so that. I've, I've, yeah, I've never. I'll drive the first aid truck. I can drive the engines if I have to. But do I want to? Hell no. Wow. No, it it, it, it scares me. That's interesting. I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear this. This is good. <laughs> yeah. I do have some fears of driving fire engines. Yeah, I, that that bothers me. I I can't I can't do it. But if, like I said, if you're on the engine, if you're driving, you ain't going in. I want to go in still. Right. Right. No, I that's what, I, I, that's I, where I, I do always, my best work. Well, and and now answer me this. So, first time you ever went in, I don't know if you remember it. I'm sure you do. But oh, I know. First time, first time you ever went in, were you shitting your pants? Were you like, holy crap, this is this is it? Because I don't care how tough and rugged anybody is, when it comes down to it, like you're running into a burning building and you could die that day. So, so when I look at that, I, I'm like. I'm like, you know, you have to, you have to be like, you know, shitting oh. your pants the first time. A- a- after a while, I'm sure you kind, and not that you ever get used to it, but I'm sure you kind of get used to it. And you're like, you know, another day, I know. Yeah. Well, to be totally honest with you, the very first time you go in, yes, you do. Yeah. You're like, am I really doing this? I'm like, everybody's running that way. I'm going into this thing, and it's freaking. Flames out of everywhere. Am I really going to do this? But then you think, and it's like, it's, it's a split second. You're like, you know what? This is what I signed up for. I got to learn it. Let's go. And one of my very first fires, um, thank God that the front door was locked because we had to do um, uh, forced entry. And if we got in and the door was open, when we got in, uh, two feet in front of me, the floor collapsed. Oh, my God. And I was in maybe a couple months. Wow. All of a sudden, we get in there. If, if, if that door was open, we would basically would have been right in the middle where that floor collapsed. Wow. So, yeah, I've, I've had some stupid shit happen. Yeah. And so... You you go through this you 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 go through the explorers uh, just and I, I hate to jump around but I'm I'm kind of just like off the top of my head I'm thinking of a couple things here. Yeah, going on. When you when you were an explorer, like what's what what what's what's your role as an explorer? Just observe. Well, actually, um, no, they actually you're you're taught everything that the firemen are taught. 
I mean, we, we when I, because after I got out of the Explorers and I became a fireman, um, guys that were teaching you, teaching us as Explorers, those are the guys that left, like I was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. So me and a friend of mine took over the Explorers. So I was actually teaching the Explorers, and we taught them. We we would put scot packs on them, you know, put them through yeah. uh, search and rescue drills, um, running hose lines. I mean, we ladders. We taught them everything. So well, when, when they if, do, they go to calls with you, and 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 if so, like they're just well, taught, like stay out of the way type deal. Well, no. Um, I was the only when I was chief. I was the only chief that ever called the explorers out. Really? Yeah, and they, those kids were so freaking. They were so excited. I did it for them. Well, we had a big one, and I'm like, you know what? Why don't we call these kids out? They they got pagers. We can call them out. Have someone pick them all up at the hall, and they can come help us roll hose, shit like that. And a lot of my explorers that I taught, um, three of them, four of them became chiefs. Wow. That I taught. Wow. The chief you ever know was one of my explorers. No, when you when you're chief, do you like? Is it is it a year thing? Is it like a, a two year thing? Do you keep on getting voted in? How does well, that work? It depends on your district and your and, and their uh, bylaws. Okay. By us, by us, it's every year. You run every year. Okay. So you prove yourself this year, you win again. If you don't, you're not going to win. Someone will run against you. But I must say, the chief I got right now, I've been in a lot of years. I've had a lot of great chiefs. This this, this guy is, is probably one of the tops. I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to be like, this guy is the fucking worst. <laughs> no, not at all. I was like, no. whoa, breaking news. No, I'm kidding. He, he, I'm he's, kidding. Uh, he's made our little village one of the top companies in the whole town. Wow. That's that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. We are the smallest company in the town of Chitawaga. We run the most mutual aid out of anybody in the town. Because everybody wants us to come because we're that well trained. Wow, that, I mean, that's that's really awesome. That's why I get in a lot of fires. Yeah, so so we we had an interesting conversation before this. How many how many fires would you say you've been in? I I, I have written down that you've been in well over thirty five, you know, maybe forty fires. Yeah, well I, over. He said. Yeah, just in one year, twenty. Uh, 20- this is 2018 or 2017? 2018. I was in 12 in 2018. Wow. Like how so, many? How many? How many? How many calls do you guys get per year on average? Just out of curiosity. Us as a small company, we get maybe yeah. 360. We get maybe 365. Oh wow. Okay. And now so some maybe, of those, maybe some one of those are fire. Some of those are are. are a lot are, of it's mutual aid. Oh okay. Okay. Yeah. A, a major. A lot of our calls are not in the village, they're going to mutually with somebody else. Wow. I love it. That's awesome. So you go ahead, you have, uh, you know, you, you, you join at 18, you become chief at 25, and then 
where do you go from like when you're when you're chief? Where do you go from there, right? Like you think chief is the highest it can be, right? And, yeah. And but where did like what are you what are you doing now? And and where did you go after being chief? Was it was it hard to go back to? And I, and I don't mean this in a in a in a negative way, but it was hard no, to go back to just the 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 average like schmuck who's like running into fires after you become like, like do you get power hungry and 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 like say like oh that was awesome I want I want to continue this because I can call the shots. Or do you go ahead and just say, no, I, I, I actually enjoyed it, but I'd much rather run into the fires and, and have my guys back in, while well, we're in there. Like I said, I'll, I'll never regret doing it. And at, at that point, it was, you know what? I'm done. I actually um, left as chief in 1997. In 2007, um, you probably don't know about the, the, the winter storm in 2007 in Buffalo. I, I vaguely remember it. I just can't remember which one. I mean, there's been quite a few, but I don't okay. remember it too much because I was 2007. I was still in New York City. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. just moving to Miami. All right. So what happened was um, the chief at that point, because I was off the line for 10 years. I was just, and, and you know what? I did not mind being back in the back of the truck. Because now I'm with a bunch of rookies, and I can help them in the back. And my thing always was help the new guys. Right. Teach them the right way. Take a leadership role. Yes. Because if you're in the front seat, you're not talking to guys in the back because you're in the front seat. You're on the radio. You're watching traffic for the driver. You're running the siren. You're running the air horn. You can't you – need a, you need a senior guy in the back to, to take control back there. And Got at it. that point, that was my role. I'm the senior guy in the back that's going to take control of the shit in the back. Um, 2007, the chief asked me to come back on the line. So I went back on the line as a lieutenant and then became captain for another 11 years. And they wanted me to become a chief again. I said, no. I like being on the engine with the guys. Hmm. And then I left as a... Uh, Captain in 2018, and then in April of 2019, I was appointed uh, fire commissioner of the village by the mayor. And is that an appointment that you have to do every year, or is yes. it okay? Yeah. And you've been you've been fire commissioner now for it's about three years, right? Yep, this is my third year. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> and that's and that's the top dog, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, not to sound stupid, but yeah, you're you're actually above the chief. So that's I mean, oh, yeah. and 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 not in a like a power hungry way, but you you just well, go ahead and not that well, you call the shots during the during the fires, but no, you're you're not above him to the point of where you run his. I'm I'm talking um, legally and politically, and um, right, the commissioners like like the city of Buffalo. The commissioner is the top dog, but he don't go and tell the chiefs how to do their job. We're basically uh, legal things, um, spending of the money of the village through the fire department. Like uh, the town wanted to charge the companies to upgrade their uh, radio system and charge them so many thousands of dollars, and we're the ones that have to vote yes or no to do that. So it's not like we run his budget or run his company, we're in charge of the legal and 
spending of the village on behalf of the fire department elsewhere. Okay. All right. So that, that's, I mean, uh, you enjoy that because you, you still get, you get the best of both worlds, really, in my eyes. You, you get um, a lot of responsibility and, uh, you know, kind of that leadership role, but also you can still uh, be, you know, what do they call it? A fire breather? What do, what do they call it? Smoke eater. Smoke eater. That's what it is. Ed, you're close. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it was one of those. I was, I was swinging the mid, yeah. but it was, it was good. And that's, that's, for all, that's, that's for all the young guys yelling at me because I'm an actual smoke eater. Yeah. They're all, they're all sitting in the freaking house with uh, with their masks on and it ain't that bad. And I got my mask off. They're like, Kevin, how do you how do you stand this? I'm like, well, it really ain't that bad. Because <laughs> when I started in 89, I had old guys with me that, they will they would be in there and it'll be so bad. They'd be like, "You don't put that mask on because you're gonna run out of here and we're gonna have to get out of here early." You're, you're in there choking. And these old guys were like, "Yeah, no, take that off, kid." Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Really? You want to piss off the old guys? Yeah, you don't want to ruin their good time. Yeah. They're like, "Yeah, if I gotta get out of here because of you, I'm gonna kick your ass when we get back to the hall." <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So you're like, now these young kids are like, dude, how do you how do you actually stand that? I'm like, yeah. You've been doing it for so long. Yeah. That, that's how yeah. I was taught. Now, I mean, have what's uh, do you have any any like any like most memorable moments as a firefighter? Like when you, I mean, obviously that one with the orphanage that was a two day affair and that was crazy. Um, but what about uh, you know like any any other one? You just told me you just told me uh, today that uh, or was it yesterday? The wall in Galleria, the mall in in, in Chitawaga, that it was on fire. Yeah, that just went up. Oh, dude, I, I I could tell you stories for. I mean, the shit I've seen. So like like give me give me give me a, a good a good example of of uh, a fire that you went into and like. Have you have you ever had to pull people out? Have you ever had to, you know, do things like that? Um, thankfully, I've never had to. I've never made a rescue. Oh, that's good. Never. Oh no, wait, I did. I did one time rescue a hamster. <laughs> well, don't laugh. They all laughed at me, but I did it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I felt bad for the thing because I'm in a fire, going up the stairs, and all of a sudden, because if you're in there, you know, when they say you can't see shit, you can't see shit. Right, right. But but your hearing and everything else works up. To my right, I hear something spinning. Didn't know what the hell it was. And I'm on a landing. Poor Hester's trying to run away from the fire, probably. Yes. Yes, he was. <laughs> so I took my flashlight, and I turned around, and there's this little Hester. I mean, he's running that wheel like like he's running a marathon. I'm like, I cannot just leave this thing in here. He's trying to get out, but he can't. He's on his wheel. So I told the guys, hey, advance, because the, the front door was just at the bottom of the stairs. I said, I'll be right back. They're like, what? Where are you going? I'm like, I'm taking this hamster outside. 
So I brought him outside, <laughs> and as I brought him outside, people look at me like, dude, you saved the hamster? I'm like, yeah. There's no reason to die in there. That, that sucker was trying to run it for his life. He's going to get out. It's <laughs> amazing. Oh, it's so good. Huh. Like, yeah, I'm going to save the hamster. So that was my one save. I saved the hamster. Well, I'm sure the hamster thanks you. He he probably still and, remembers you. And you know what the best part was? Is the kids didn't even have a hamster. Were <laughs> thankful that they were thankful that they, the hamster was still alive. Yeah, of course. That's so awesome. I made the kids happy too. That's that's great. That really I saved their pet. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, they all laughed at me, but yeah, he, I I saved the hamster. So what? I, I love animals. No, that's that's. I think that's awesome. I mean, it's just it's funny that you're like, yeah, I, I did. I had one save. It was a hamster. Yeah, it was a hamster. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? Was um, <laughs> uh, when you when you when you like bring on new people, what what's what's your what's your like go to like when you when you tell them what's like your go to message to them or or even your go to story like hey. Uh, you, you need to do this because here's what happened to me when when I didn't do this. You know, or like, an example like that. Like, what what would be your go-to on on anybody new? My biggest thing is I come one thing right out in the beginning. Like I told you earlier, you volunteer to sign your name. If you're not here 100, percent don't join the fire department to say you're a fireman. Right. Join the fire department to be a fireman. Right. There's a big difference. And I've seen a lot of guys that joined because they wanted to have the jackets and the shirts and say, I am a fireman, but you don't do nothing. Right. They're not, they're not there mentally. They're not there. They don't want to be, they don't want to, they don't want to be a fireman. Right. They want to say they're a fireman. Yeah. So if you don't want to be one, don't join. Because those are the guys that, that, that pissed me off the most. Cause I could, I could weed them out like anybody else. Dude, I can see you're not here to be a fireman. You just want to say you're a fireman. Mm-hmm. And those guys piss me off. No, that's, that's, that's a, I mean, that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing that, you know, you, you say that because I, I, I think, I think it, you're, you're actually right. I think, you know, you, you see TV shows like Chicago Fire. You see, you know, I mean, Rescue 911. Well, not Rescue 911, but there's like a 911 show. There's like all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And, I watch and, them all. Yeah, and oh, and we'll get into that because I, I actually have a few questions on that. But um, you know, you see it, and it, it, they glorify it. They make it look so fun, so cool. And yeah, I could I could definitely see people, you know, saying like, "Man, I, uh, I I'm, I'm a firefighter," you know. And, and then you know, you find out like you know they literally don't do anything. They 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 do the minimum just to show up, and that's it. That 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 fire I was talking about earlier, where the floor collapsed. Yeah. We had an officer. He was my officer that day. And back then, you you only had one radio. I mean, nowadays, you got radios everywhere. Right. Um, we got in. We started crawling in, me and the guy I was with. I'm going to say his name, Ray Beanick. Great guy. He's another commissioner with me. Um, we started crawling in. And when the fort collapsed, you turn around and look to see, look to the officer that was behind us, supposedly, to say, um, what happened? What's on the radio? He never went in with us because he was scared. Yeah. See, that that to me, like, I, I and I don't know how you weed those people out, but that to me, that's crazy that 
when you're in a situation like that, that somebody could back out. And I know it's I mean, he, like, he was the only communication to the outside. Yeah, see, that, that's got to be frustrating. I wanted to kill him when I got out. Oh, oh I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. That that to me like that that's that's the worst is when you know you you are relying on somebody like I get it some people they they get you know they get paralyzed with fear and 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 well, that's and that's okay but you can't just abandon that you can't just abandon somebody it's it's okay that you get paralyzed with fear but it's not okay that you abandon somebody like that look I look, well I don't I don't train anymore when I was captain and then I was, I was I did a lot of training I love training the young guys I really do. Because mm-hmm. the way I look at it is if I train them and teach them everything I know, which will take about a minute, um, when I go into a house with them, I know they know what they're doing. Right, right, because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna look at it the same way you look at it at that point if you're the one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I get that. I get that. Where a lot of people are like, well, if I train this guy too well, he's gonna take my position as as an officer. Well, no. You know what? If you can take my position, go nuts. Because I know you, I know you know what you're doing. Well, and 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 forgive me, but if you, so my my take is this, and and I know that this isn't even remotely close, but I'm I'm on the board of directors for my condo, right in Miami. I'm on the board of directors, and it's a volunteer position. Yeah, and it's actually probably one of the shittiest positions you could ever have, right? Because it's yeah, you don't even live there. Well, not even that, but it's one of the shittiest positions you could ever have because. No matter what, everything is your fault, right? Mm-hmm. And when things are going great, you know, it's just because the building's great. But when things yeah. are falling apart, when things are not going right, it's the board isn't doing anything and all that. It's yeah. a thankless what? job. And, yeah. and it, it, like, I, don't, I don't ever want to be on the board. I, I get on the board because I feel that nobody, you know, that, that some people are not qualified to be on there, so I want to help out. So I do it. And it's a thankless job. So, yeah. I like I said, I don't want it. But most people, and when they're firefighting, they probably don't want those positions, but they feel like they need to take those positions to help out, right? It's not like you want to be, uh, you know, commissioner. It's not like you wanted to be chief. Well, you just did it because you you felt that it was the right thing to do at that time. Well, no, uh, you know, no. Um, you're, you're partly right. If the way I looked at it was. I've had bad chiefs. I've had good chiefs. Um, you take it because you know you're qualified and you can help. Or there's the other people that just take it because they want to have that red lights on their truck. Right. Well, and, that, so and that's why I say so, some so people take it for power. Yes. And they take it for the wrong reason. Say, I'm and the chief. Oh, right, right. Like, I'm chief. You know, it kind of like yeah. I'm, I'm the big swinging dick, right? Yep, I took it because I was needed. I knew it could make a difference, and basically because I was needed at that point. I didn't do it for the power. I did it because I was needed, and I knew I, I knew I could do better than what was coming up behind me. Not right. behind me, but I, I, I'm not, I, I apologize. At the time. Yeah, at the time. At the time, it, it, it was you, it was it was it was you or nobody. Right. Exactly. So, and like I said, the, the well, actually, the year I was supposed to run for chief, I didn't want to because I wasn't ready, in my opinion. 
um, a, a past chief. Um, thank God for him. He's still a good friend of mine. He's still a very good volunteer. Um, he said, you know what? He goes, you're not ready. I will come back for one year and be chief, and then you can run the next year. So he basically made sure I was ready for it. And he came back out of being a chief. He says, I'm going to come back just for you. And I, I thank that guy to this day. Now, that, that, that's a guy who's doing it for the right reason, right? That's a guy yeah. who, who, then, who saw the need yep. and, that's and what filled, I'm filled, filled, the, filled the, the position yep. until they, somebody he thought was qualified yep. enough. Yep. Took You're over. not ready. You know it. He came back. It's a need. It's not because he wanted the power. He was already gone. He already did it. He didn't have to come back. Like when I came back after being chief, I came back as a lieutenant. They needed me. I came back. And I did it for 11 years and captain and, you know, you do what you got to do. It's it's a brotherhood. People say, they, they, oh, yeah, bro, yeah, it is a brotherhood. Yeah, you, you have, I mean, you have, you have to. When you, when you go through that sort of shit, you, you have to have some sort of a brotherhood. That's why, yeah. you know, I... I, I, I always look at it, and I have, I have a bunch of friends that are in the military, or that were in the military, are in the military, all that, and, and I'm always like, man, I, I wish I wish I would have joined something like that so I could have that, that brotherhood that they have. Like, it's like an it's like a un, unbreakable bond that is, yeah. is really See, cool. Now, now, me, I regret I never went to the military. I wish I would have. Yeah, I, I yeah. listen, I... I, I there's times that I think that too, where I'm like, man, that would have been, that would have been something I would have, I would have, I would have really, I have one I have enjoyed, and and it would have been, it would have been, you know, something that I could, I could be like super proud of, yeah. you know. And, I, have, and I, have, like I have a lot of friends that were in the military, and they said you would have made a great freaking soldier. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, no, that's then, then when I worked, when I went to work at the, at the jail, it was all military. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I, I fit right in. Yeah, I wish I would have done it, but you know, you do what you do when you're 18. But yeah, seen a lot of seen a lot of shit. Almost died a couple times. Hope my mother's yeah. not listening. Yeah, yeah. Your mom listens every once in a while to my my shows. I, I think she only listens when I have her sons on though. Shout out to Anchor. Yeah, well, I don't want her to hear this one. Because <laughs> um, I should have been fried a couple times. I, and and I was gonna say, like, so you you get into some, some pretty hairy situations, right? And yeah, what 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 gets you out of it? Is it is it just your training? Is it just luck? Is it you no. know, a little bit of both? It's not luck. No, it's all it's training. all training. Yeah, I, I've I've escaped uh, probably. Three or four flashovers. And a flashover is? When everything in the room reaches reaches its flashpoint. For scientists, they know what flashpoint is. Um, and everything just combusts at once. Uh, okay. I was in All one. Right. I, was in, I was in the one. Just, just the one. To make an example... Um, glass melts at 2,600 degrees. 
it flashed on us, and when we, got, when we went back in after the flashover, we actually made it out. My helmet was screwed. I mean, melted, shield melted. Um, went back in, there was a bottle of vodka on the guy's fridge, and it was melted to the vodka level. Really? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So glass melts at 2,600 degrees. Whoa, 2,600? Yeah, 24 to 2,600 Fahrenheit. I think it's like 14 to 1,600 Celsius. And we wow. walked back in. It, the, the vodka bottle was actually melted to the vodka level. Wow. And the only reason we knew it is because there was me and this guy. I would go into a fur with this guy any day. Mike Rybicki. We were in there. He looks at me. I look at him. We were in there. We walked into the first floor. I mean, we could walk in, could see everything. In a matter of about two seconds, it got super hot, and we couldn't see each other. He looked at me. I looked at him and says, we got to get the hell out of here. By the time we walked out the kitchen door into the hallway, like, like, uh, Mondad's house, are we walking out of kitchen? You get in the hallway, it flashed on us. There. That's, I mean, when you when you go ahead and 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 go through that, like that just, it's 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 a big like whoosh, right? Like it's 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 not yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't stay, right? Well, it's just uh, yeah, that that's just one example. I hell, I had to have surgery because of a fire. We were, at, yeah, we, were at you, one, we were at one uh, up on the second floor. Uh, I was a captain. And in my opinion, I tell all the guys, if anybody's, if anybody's going to go, it's going to be me. I will make sure you all get out before me. And I have no problem with that. And, we're up there. You guys, we're okay, so we're, we're, you're, you're up there. Your ropes collapsing. Everybody out. I made sure everybody got out. I'm running down the steps. Drywall, water, everything. Rolled it. Made nothing of it. By the time I got across the street, the roof was gone. Ended up having uh, MCL tear, calf muscle tear, and 40% of my car was removed. Damn. But, but the way I looked at it was, all them guys got out. Right. You, you, yeah. And, and that's, I mean, and that's, that's just, you know, again, your leadership showing out that is, hey. You're, you're, you're before me. Yeah. That's Which, my job. Make sure you, make sure you go home. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's, I mean, it's not cool, right? Because, you know, it's, it's, well, uh, it's dangerous, but but you you I, and and people will say like, well, you know what you signed up for, and and, and uh, I feel like you are the spitting image of that, where you know what you signed up for, you're going to do uh, everything you can to make sure that your you know team members get out. And and if, if I'm if I'm the captain, my job is to make sure you go home. If I don't, you did, and I have no problem with that. Right. No, that's that's that's, that's I mean that's deep, but that's good. I mean, my, my mother's not probably going to like I said that, but <laughs> yeah. Listen, she married. She married a firefighter. She knows. <laughs> she doesn't want to hear all, it, but she knows. All the young guys know that. They know that I. I will make sure you get out. 
And now, now to switch gears here, they like, so when you see these, these TV shows, are they pretty accurate? Are they, I mean, I know that they're very Hollywood, you know, and, well, and, uh, but are, are they accurate in, in, in some of the things that they're doing and saying or no? Some are, some aren't. So and, let's say, cause I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of the, the, the Chicago series, like Chicago fire, Chicago, Met, or I'm not a big Chicago med guy, but Chicago PD. Well, badass, I love that. Chicago PD, Chicago fire. Yes. But I do also DVR Chicago Mets. because sometimes they have those, uh, crossovers. crossovers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, out of, in my opinion, out of all of them, 911, 911 Lone Station 19, and Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire is the most somewhat realistic. Okay. All the other ones are just basically they're soap operas. Right. With, with, and they don't with, show, uh, they don't show firematics. Right. Basically, it's all about, you know, this one's dating this one is. And they never go on calls. Right. It's all about what's going on in the fire hall and their love life. Well, that's not a fireman show to me. At least Chicago PD or FD, they go on calls. They have structure fires. I mean, I, I watch Backdraft every chance I can, but a lot of people probably don't know Backdraft is because they're probably young. Um. But that was, I mean, that, I, I, I remember watching that movie when I was younger. Uh, I haven't watched it recently, but maybe I'll I'll, uh, I'll revisit it just to, just to remember. That, I, I remember that, that seeing is, certain things. And that was based in Detroit, right? Um, no. No. Um, shit. Um, I think that was in uh, – I think that was actually in Chicago or Boston. I think it was in Boston. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. But – that was a realistic fireman movie. You know another right. one that, that I can say was an actual realistic fireman movie? Where I actually cried. I cried a, I cried a backdraft when they buried him. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just think of that could be someone you know. And then uh, Ladder 49. Those were the two most realistic fireman movies I've ever seen. I don't know. I don't know if I remember Letter 49. Uh, John Travolta was the uh, chief. Hmm. I'll, I'll look, look it up. that up. Yeah, I'll yeah. look it up. Letter 49. Great fireman movie. And you're going to cry your ass off at the end. Yeah. But I mean, it's what it's a realistic fireman movie. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. I'm going to add that to my my movie watching queue. Um, letter, letter forty nine. So now, just to just to just to switch it up a little bit more, um, and we can always come back to it if you want. But uh, whatever you want, you you were you were in high school, you know. So you were you were in the Explorer program, but you also played football and basketball, right? Football, basketball, track, and baseball. Okay, right. and and Mark Mark did what? Football and, ba- and basketball. Uh. Football, basketball, and tennis. And tennis. Yeah, because I, I, I remember he, he mentioned he mentioned I think he played football. What what positions yeah. were you guys? Just because I, I I'm, I'm trying to get to to like 
how you you uh, how you stayed in shape, how you were athletic, and things like that. So, what what position did you start in? Me, I I played since well, I, I started playing football in Barnabas Little League. So I've been uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, safety, cornerback, outside linebacker. I played them all. Pretty much everything, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, re, I, re, I returned punts. I returned kickoffs. And you, you and Mark played on the same team, right? Yes, because we're only one year apart. I, I mean, and I don't know if that was cool in high school, but looking back, that had to be pretty cool. Well, no. 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 Was, uh, no. Why did he steal your thunder or something? <laughs> no, I sold his. <laughs> And that wasn't cool. <laughs> oh, well, Mark's gonna listen to this and he's gonna he's gonna probably deny that. Yeah. Because I was the younger brother. Right. I was um and now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out. Denton doesn't listen to this, but he kicked both of our asses at basketball at his house. Well, no, 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 no. The only reason he did it was because I had fresh shoes on in the middle of the night after I've been drinking. All right, all right. If well, I get him, if I get him sober with sneakers, I will kick his ass. I think I lost fifty dollars on you losing. By the way, I lost twenty. Oh, maybe I lost twenty. Then. I don't remember, but it was it was definitely a, a bad decision by my part. And mine too. I'm not going to yeah. play basketball in the middle of the night after I've been drinking with dress shoes on. Yeah, well, we're, um, we're going to have to do that again. Well, I'm going to do it sober with sneakers. <laughs> Regulation got, height. He can't get me. I had a lot of scholarships for basketball. I can take him. <laughs> well, I'm. I need. I need to make sure I'm there because I want to win my twenty bucks back or fifty bucks, whatever. Oh, well, you bet on me. If I'm sober with sneakers, <laughs> bet on me. All right. Um, if, I'm, if I'm drunk with dress shoes, don't bet on me. Well, that's a little too late for that one, but oh yeah, I'll take I'll take that advice. <laughs> uh, and then and then I found out just this week when we were talking, I found out that you were in um, a very competitive fast pitch softball league uh, that was like, you know, across the nation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, again, I remember I vaguely remember you playing softball. I know it was fast yeah. pitch because did you pitch at one point? Yeah, I did. Yeah, because I remember you used to do that little like skip thing or like I don't remember, right. but yeah, you used you to throw, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember I to, that. I had to stop I pitching because just... I, I uh, actually ended up getting what they called back then was impingement syndrome in my shoulder, where oh. um, my muscles would swell up in my shoulder, pinch all the nerves off to my arm, and I have no feeling in my arm, so I quit pitching. Oh, oh. so I became a third baseman. You make the throw from third to first, so you're good. That's, that's very short. Yeah. Well, yeah. softball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I played uh, – started out in Lackawanna, which is a very good league. But then uh, I got there – there's a company out of Canada that has – had a tournament team, and they would come find you. You don't try out for the team. They come find you. And then I played uh, 
I mean, we we traveled to Canada, throughout New York, Pennsylvania, played the NSA World Series in North Carolina. And then when you went somewhere, you just basically went there and for for example, the one time we went to a tournament in uh, Thousand Islands, they got us cabins on the St. Lawrence River. You just show up and there you That's go. That's cool. Yeah, there's your room. That's really cool. But yeah, there was uh and if you if you sucked, yeah, you're you're done. Yeah, they don't you don't go trial for the team. They they come find you. It was pretty cutthroat. Oh yeah. Um I mean tournament tournaments, if you win the tournaments, ten, fifteen thousand dollars to the team that won. Whoa. So, oh yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a small joke. So they, they weren't just letting people try out and play. I mean they're they're it's thousands of dollars. That's cool, man. That's really cool. I yeah, I didn't know that. I I, I like I said, I knew you played a little bit fast pitch, but I didn't know it was like at that level. That's that's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. And then the worst part was we were in a uh our our region in in uh Carolina was like the east coast. So every area had their their uh their their tournament and then there was gonna be the international in Wisconsin. So all the areas, their top three teams would go to Wisconsin and play the actual nationals. We came in fourth. Oh. And it was an extra innings we lost. And that that's pissed gonna, me yeah, off. Yeah, that's going to be the worst. Yeah. But you know what? It was like the best experience I ever had in my life. Yeah. No, that that does sound cool. Like, I, I, I mean, you, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I was in like competitive right running and all that other stuff, yeah. but I'm always looking for something like that. So that that's that's. I mean, you, really you cool. go, I'm not good at softball, but I am you can okay. Go, but. You can go play, you know, slow pitch. Not not against slow pitch. I tried it for two years. I couldn't handle it. It sucked. Be honest, slow pitch sucks. Started playing fast pitch. It's like, and then you want you could play in a league, but when you when you get to that level. We actually played against a team that was uh, the Colombian national team in a tournament. We really? faced the guy. We faced the guy that was the number two pitcher for Team Canada. He was throwing eighty-three miles an hour. Holy shit! Softball, and that's in, that's in softball. If they rated it to like say major leagues, he was throwing about one hundred twenty miles an hour. Wow. Yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff we faced. Games are like one nothing, two one. Well, they say defense wins championships. Yeah. Yeah, we have we have like we had we had guys on the team from like Maryland, Tennessee, uh Canada. So how the hell did you guys practice? You didn't. Your practice was your leagues. And you just showed up and, and you played together? Yeah. We we would play our leagues during the week. And then when we have a tournament, we leave on Friday. And then we play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then go back home Sunday night. And then go back to work Monday. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's 
that's amazing. That's I mean that's that's commitment because you you basically are living to play softball at that point. You're you're working right. during the week, putting your nine to five in, and then boom. at that point I, w- I was playing uh, Monday and Thursday with the fast pitch, or Monday Tuesday or Monday Friday whatever it was, and I was playing the fireman's league, and then I, on Friday I would leave Friday night and play the. I was playing over a hundred games a year. Wow. And was it getting paid for it? Well, I, it seems like it, you are uh, you're very you're very into volunteering. Yeah, or just love playing fast pitch. Right. Well, fast pitch, but I'm saying volunteering as a, as a whole because like of your firefighting and then your your what do you call it? You call your, it. your 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 fast your, pitch and all that. Yeah. If I enjoy it, I don't need to get paid. I got a job. See, that's cool. That's and that's that's where I want to get to. Like where I'm like, yeah, hey, you know what? If I enjoy it, I'm gonna get paid. Yeah, like, that's, I don't that's, need to get paid. That's the, that's the right attitude, for sure. Huh. For sure, yeah. because that's 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 100 percent. Like, I mean, oh, that's I, I I can't I can't you know I can't say it better than that. That's that's perfect. And that, if and, I enjoy and it, I'm gonna get paid. That's what that's what kids nowadays should understand. You don't have to get yes. paid to do something. Right. If, if 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 it's your passion, you enjoy it. As long as you still got money coming in, and you have a job, just who 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 cares if you're getting paid? If you if you enjoy it, do it. Well, I mean, it's what they say. Like if if you if you enjoy what you do, you know, you never work a day in your life. Uh, but if you if you if you if you need a job just so you can go ahead and do the things you do, then so do that, you know, like, yeah, you know, it, not everybody can have their dream job and, 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 and do that, but uh, you can at least have those hobbies, your dream hobbies and, and still enjoy well, life. So that's good. Yeah. Well, my dream job was being a fireman, but it never happened. Yeah. So, and we're, we'll wrap it up because we're, we're, we're a little over an hour. So, Oh, are you serious? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't, I don't mind at all. I, I mean, we can, we can keep going, but I, I, I want to, uh, I, I want, I want to talk about that. I, I, and, and, and this might be a good, a good one to end on is, whatever happened? Like, why, why did you never become uh, a, a paid firefighter? All right, right. So, do you so want what, 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 yeah, do you want I want the truth. Of course I do. Of course I do. Okay. Um, you remember I when I was younger. I was working for my father's brother. Yeah, Uncle Jimmy. Okay, you know who he is. Of course, yeah. Okay, um, I was being told I am taking over his multi-million-dollar company right. when he retires. Okay. 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 Um, then when I got the call from the Buffalo Fire Department in 1997, where they were actually going to be hiring me. Um, I was told by him that in 1998, he was starting a new company in Florida, like a subsidiary of his company, uh-huh. and he's not going there, so he wants me to go there and run it for him and live in his condo down there. Oh. So I'm like, okay, I can be running a multi-million dollar construction company because I'm already still a fireman. 
or become a fireman and lose a lot of money. Right. Well, I'm already a fireman. So I gave, I said, no, thank you. And it never happened. Wow. So basically I got screwed by my own father's brother. Uh, you never knew that yeah. one, did you? No, I did not. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. He gave the company to his son, and not too long after that, the company was gone. Wow. Okay. And what I was told is, after he, so many years, I was told that he always told me that because he didn't want me to leave, cause, and he would never give me the company because I made him too much money in the field. Oh. Ugh. Well, you're making money in the field. I'm not putting in the office. You make money in the field. Right. And he right. told me that. No, he always told me that because well, no one's ever going to hire you because of who I am. Well, yeah, they did. Right. Oh, yeah, that's why I never became an actual paid. Wow. Now, I mean, obviously, you probably regret that decision. Well, yeah, now I do, but back then. Yeah, you didn't know. Didn't know. I was going by family. Family fucking. Yeah. Family fucking. So, Ugh. yeah. This is what it is. You move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I, still far, I'm still a fireman. I'm still enjoying, still enjoying it. it. Yeah, I say oh, yeah. When so what's the uh, what's the cutoff? You know, you're you're, you're going to be 50 this year. What's the cutoff when when it comes to firefighting? Like, is there is there a hard cutoff, or is it just as long as you can do it, you can do it? For me, it's as long as I can do it. I'm there. And then and then, but how about how about like? You know, from a state standpoint, right? Like, yeah, as long as you can do it. I mean, I, knowing you and your 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 personality and, and your 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 determination, I feel like if you're fucking eighty, you're gonna be like, yeah, I want to go on that fire. You know? <laughs> no, to me, it's 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 physical. Yeah. If I physically so, can't do it no more, and, and like 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 my father did it when he couldn't physically do it no more, he says, you know what, I'm done. A beer, because a lot of times we come back from a fire, you got my father and the old guys there at the fire hall. They're not jumping in the truck, and you know that. Right. When you get back there, they got coffee made for you. Right. You know, they got, you know, when I get to the point where I physically I can't do it, where I can possibly hinder somebody else because of me, that's when that's I quit. When, that's when I quit. But you'll still be that's, there. At, like like your father is where you're you're there at the firehouse at the when the yeah. call happens so so I will come them. back to a familiar face yeah yep. yeah but when I physically can't help them or I'm a hindrance that's when I'm done but right now I'm not even close to that you're running circles around these whippersnappers I I, I make a stop auto last longer than kids half my age and I smoke yeah. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Well, I mean, and but that that comes with experience, no? Well, yeah. Well, you have to know how when when how to breathe. I mean, if, I mean, uh, adrenaline is a big thing. I mean, if, if you're you go from zero sitting on your couch to all of a sudden ten, you're going on a working fire. You go from zero to ten in about two seconds. And if you can't control your breathing and your emotions, 
Well, you're going to suck that bottle up in about 10 minutes. So, so okay, great, great question for you. Uh, what, what is your, what is your, your, uh, your go-to to relax yourself? What's your go-to for like, is it, is it, is it like breathing? Do you like, just like, okay, slow inhale, slow exhale? Like, how do you, how do you calm yourself down? Because your adrenaline's rushing, you're running into a fire, you're, 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 you're nervous as shit. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you go ahead and control your breathing and control those emotions that you're talking about when you're running into a building? Like, um, so like what's the... It, as you know, you, you know what? Well, it's muscle memory. Yeah. You don't let that take control of you. You get in there, you're clear-headed. You know what you got to do, and you think on your training. I know what I'm doing in here. This is not going to beat me. Because to me, you go in there, it's, it's, you're in a fight. Yeah. And I want to lose. Yeah. You... you 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 can't let that take control of you. You do your job, and Peter volunteer. You go. They can all say 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 the same thing. It's it's you got to have that 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 sense of fear because you know what can happen to you. Fear will keep you safe. Being scared will get you killed. That's a good thing. Fear will keep you safe. Scared will get you killed. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I mean, that's, I, that's what I tell all the young guys. You gotta, if you don't have that fear, you're going to kill yourself and me because you're not scared. Right. If you don't have that fear, I mean, not to be to the point of, well, I'm, I'm not going there because I'm scared. Well, no. Fear is respect for what can happen. But you still have to do your job. And you just block out of your mind. Go do my job. When it's all over, all over, I go home, take a shower, have dinner. Wow. Yeah. That's that's great. Well, all right. Well, I, I well one, I want to thank you for doing this. I know that we've been we've been talking about it and then no, I had a bunch I, of things pop up. But I, I'm 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 so glad that you did. It was awesome. I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you asked because I wanted to. You know, I I love talking about being a fireman. I really yeah. Do. And 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 you know what? You're passionate about it, so I I love that because that's that's one thing that I feel. You can't you can't teach passion, right? So when well, when you you talk to somebody and they're as passionate as you are about a topic, uh, it's just it's just fun and interesting in my yeah, eyes. Yeah, you're hundred percent, or you're either hundred percent, or you're not. Yeah, and and the greatest thing is, is like like I said, I, you know, as soon as I get all my DMV stuff situated, I, uh, I I plan on going right over there and 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 signing on the line and and, and getting and, things and started. I told you, you want to come over down to my hall, see what it's about. What should I? I I, I am I am going to do that. It, it's you just and, a matter of time. You and Jay, because Jay wants to do it too. Believe it or not, Jay just walked in my front door. <laughs> yeah, Jay wants to do it too, so tell him he does. To him too. Jay, Jay will, Jay will definitely be there. He, yeah, he, but he I, gotta, actually, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find him small gear. Yeah, because he's a tiny little guy. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, Jay. Jay, no offense, he said. <laughs> no. Uh, but well, we, no, we this, gotta, this was fun. We got, we had a girl there, Autumn, about his size, so. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I'll ask her to use her, her gear. 
There you go. Perfect. That worked. So right. I, I, again, I thank you. I thank you a lot. And I will, uh, I will, you know, I'll be in touch and we, we definitely have to put it together. Today's episode is brought to you by Superfreshies. Superfreshies are superior superfood refreshments that are completely guilt-free, delicious, and nutritious. It's 100% plant-based, 100% superfoods, 100% clean and natural with only two grams of sugar. Go check out superfreshies.com and order your bars today. And thank you to realsharpknife.com. That's where you can get your customized Japanese chef knives, professional knife sharpening, and Japanese natural sharpening stones. So whether you need to chip, chop, dice, hash, julienne, or mince, go to realsharpknife.com. Don't forget to use promo code BLOWOUT10 for 10% off at checkout. And VitFit Keys, where you work like a dog, sweat like a pig, and end up looking like a fox. So give Melissa a shout at VitFit Keys today. For all your concrete restoration needs, make a concrete decision and give Jim or Scott a call at SaberCon. Do you need to eliminate the headache of shopping, cooking, and cleaning? Improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for the things that really matter. Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. So go to eatrightfoods.com, the official meal prep partner of the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres.